get on to the drummer. Let me tell you how you know somebody is a bad cat at their gifting and how also they love and respect their pastor. See, that song we sang, if you've come to church here very much, sometimes when that one verse quits, like I run up here and Connor goes, oh, no, no, we're not done. We're fixing to sing that again. So Braden, the drummer today, while drumming, texted me and said, heads up, we're going to sing that chorus one more time today. So you know what? If he's obsessed with my butt and he wants to slap my butt every time when he walks off the stage, I'll let him do that. <laughs> How many of you know we're blessed with our worship team, y'all? They're just, I mean, it really is. <clears throat> so good morning, welcome, and we are glad you're here today. Let me start by saying this. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers. Come on, put your hands together one more time and just thank God for all the fathers, man. You know, if I'm honest, I'm so thankful um, for all of you fathers that are here today. I'm going to be real honest with you, and I'm going to be real candid with you today. Um, you know, our vision years ago was a church that would reach the men, that would reach the fathers, that would reach the husbands. And I'm not saying that women don't matter. I'm saying this as we look like I didn't like church. Church was very feminine that I grew up in, and the women ran everything, and there was something absent in the churches when we started pastoring, and it was the men. It was who God defined to be the leader, and so we, from day one, said, you know what? We want to reach men. We want men to be real men, and men of God, and so, you know what? I just look now 21 years later, and as I look across this congregation, and I see all the men, and I see all the fathers, and I see all the grandfathers, and I see all the stepfathers, I can do nothing but go, thank you, God, because our dream has come true. And I want you to know something today. Men, you matter. Men, you're a great dude. Husband, you may not be perfect, but you're a great father. You have a great influence. And we want to celebrate our fathers in this place today. We, we believe that. I'm just going to share with you just the one more little statistic that I think is so cool. Um, uh, Barna put this statistic out that, you know what, we spend a lot of money and a lot of time in the church doing children's ministry. We don't hear, um, but, but most churches in the Christian world spend lots of money on children's church, children's pastors, those things. Do you know that statistics say 12% of the time, if the child comes to Jesus, you'll get the family, 12% of the time. You know what the statistics also say? That 15% of the time, if you get the mom or the wife, you'll get the rest of the family. But here's the greatest statistic I believe that we need to look and quit ignoring. 90% of the time, if the husband or the father gets saved, you get the rest of the family saved and get them in the church as well. It's just God's design. It's just God's way. And let me say unapologetically today, I understand in our world there is something that's going around and they're talking about toxic masculinity and they're trying to take away from masculinity I understand some men can be that way but we're not talking about telling the father to be the spiritual leader of the homes and if that takes place in a godly and a biblical way we will see revival in our nation one more time I, I, yeah I, I'm trying I, I swore I wasn't gonna get on my soapbox today I swore I wouldn't and I'm not I'm not never mind Let's start out today by defining father. If it's Father's Day, what, what, is, what, is, what is father? The, the basic definition of father is this. It's a male parent. It's a male parent, scientifically speaking, because science seems to be have uh, woken up in our world. Everybody's concerned about science right now. 
Science says this. Well, scientifically speaking, a father is a male person who has a X chromosome and a Y chromosome. And he also has male reproductive parts and produces sperm. Just in case there's any confusion, who has taught you something, there is a such thing as a male and there is a such thing as a female. And only a male can be a father. Scientifically, XY comes together, reproductive hormones produces sperm just so you know that and because there has been some confusion in our world today concerning this matter I want to take a few more moments before we get to the celebration and I want us to look to the Word of God because how many of you know the Word of God is our God our God is not government our God is not society our God is not the school system our God is the Word of God the grass withers and the flower fades but the Word of the Lord remains forever the word, of Lord, the word of God is true. Genesis 2, 7, this is the beginning. Then the Lord God formed man. Everybody say man. Then the Lord God formed a man out of the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into man's nostrils, and he became a living being. How many of you would agree right there, God created man? Shout yes. Okay, let's skip on down here to Genesis 2, through 24. A little bit later, then the Lord God made a? woman from the rib and he brought her to the man at last the man exclaimed this this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh she shall be called woman because she was taken out of a man this explains why a man leaves his father and mother one man one woman and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one you got to understand God made man and God made woman and God's plan is for that man and that woman to come together to be married and to reproduce and to have babies that's why we can celebrate fatherhood, because only a man can be a father. Let me give you a little more science. How many of y'all like science? Can I just say that? Did you know that a woman has two X chromosomes? I did not know this. Maybe y'all look at me like, Cody, you're so dumb. Well, I didn't pay a lot of attention in school, just saying. A woman has two X chromosomes, and a man has one X chromosome. We feel but by our chromosomes and by the way God created us. So... Now that we have our science lesson out of the way and our Bible lesson out of the way concerning male and female, let's move on to celebrating Father's Day. Are you ready for the word of the Lord? Can I hear a good amen? amen. I believe it's one of the major missing pieces in our society today. It's lack of father. It's a lack of the father's role. It's the lack of a father being active in the life of his sons and his daughters. Really, the proof is in the pudding, y'all. I love America, and I love where we live, and I'm not going to go take a whole lot of time spending time with you putting out statistics today, but you need to know statistics prove that there's higher suicide rate when a father is not active in a home, and when a home has no father, higher runaway rates, higher incarceration rates, higher drop out, higher substance abuse, higher behavior problems, and more confusion in their identity. Do you know what the U.S. Census says? That there are 18.4 million children living in America today without a father present in their life. 18.4 million. That, my friends, is a problem. That should be so alarming to us. It's one of the biggest factors that brings about dysfunction in our world today. Here's the Cody quote of the day right here. If we change the way we father, we will change our world. If we change the way we father, we will change 
our world. I want us to take some time today and look at some things that children inherit from their father. Fathers, have you ever looked at your kid and went, oh my gosh. <laughs> have you kids ever gotten old enough and said something or did something? You said, oh Lord, that sounds just like my daddy. So we're going to talk about some things today that, 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 that children inherit from their fathers. For some of you, it's going to reveal to you why you act the way you act. And for some of you dads, you're going to say, you know what? I've got to turn up my prayer life for my child because I see me and my child. Did you know children get their eyes from their father? Scientifically speaking, they get their eyes from their father. I want us to put a spiritual twist on that, and I want us to look at that. That would mean that our eyesight, that our children get their eyesight from their father. Children get their eyesight from the father. Why is that so significant? That is significant because how our children view things in the world came from their father. How a child views himself. <laughs> Can I just tell you something? Fathers, your, your daughters are to view themselves as beautiful. Your daughters are to view them just as tough and just as good and just as important as your son because of the way you have looked at them and the vision you have given them. Our sons, our sons will view the world. This one really is scary to me. Not like their father views them. I just want to tell you and remind you something today, men, that the way your children view themselves, look at me, the way that your children view their mother comes from you, dad. The way they view themselves, the way they view their mother, the way they view the world, our society. Can I tell you one more? The way your children view God the Father will much be reflective of how you view God the Father and how important those things are to you and I. Did you know also that, 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 that children usually get their height from their father as well? They get their height from their father. That would lean into the fact that our children grow, that our children, that the way our children grow comes from the way their father. How they grow, how tall they grow. How many want to see your kids grow? How many want to see your kids bust past this ceiling? How many want to see your kids grow beyond where you are or where you once were? Much of that will come from their father, how they grow physically, how they grow spiritually, how they grow mentally, and how they grow emotionally. Man, dads, ought to, you ought to be the number one. I know we get angry, and I know sometimes we lose our temper, but dad, you ought to be the one there telling them you can grow. You can do this. You are great. You got everything you need. Don't let anybody hold you back. Don't let nobody tell you, I don't care how tall you are. I don't care how short you are. I don't care how chubby or slow you are. Son, you can do it all. Girl, you got this going on. You're beautiful. Dads, you ought to speak to your children and love them in a way that would help them grow beyond their wildest imaginations. Can I make this statement I think very, very important right here? Dads, either you will add growth limits to your children or you will remove growth limits from your children and allow them to grow higher and taller than you ever believed. Heart problems. Heart problems come from the father's side. Can I just tell you, you, you know, some of us men, we get angry, and some of us men, we get mad, and some of us, we harbor this unforgiveness and this bitterness, and we have a victim mentality, and our heart is messed up, and we just go around bowed up, acting like we can handle it, and we say, oh, this doesn't affect me anybody else. My sin doesn't affect me. Can I tell you, your heart directly affects your children, because you may think you're hiding it, but your children see your heart, and your children see how your heart is hard, and your anybody know what I'm talking about? 
heart problems. Make sure your heart is pure. Father's pure in the eyes of God. Is it, is it weighty being a father? Is it heavy being a man? Is there a lot of responsibility? Yes, but if God is with you, God will empower you and God will help you to be all you can be. Don't pass down a bad heart to your children. Did you know this one? I didn't know this. I'm just reading this. A smile comes from the Father. Look, 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 look at your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor, you ought to just smile right now. You ought to just smile. You ought to just smile. How many of you worship and preach? Connor was telling a couple of new people on the stage, you better just get ready because you better get out there. You better sing and you better worship, but you better smile or you're going to catch some crap from Cody after church is over. Because there's power in a smile. There's power in a smile. Just a smile. It makes you feel better and it makes others feel better. And can I just tell you, Dad, it's so simple, but let your children see you smile at them. Let your children see you smile at them. Smile then tough times. Let them see you smile at, at, at their mother. Just smile. Pass that down. One more thing, and I'll try not to stay too long here. Did you know a child's gender is determined by its father? Did you know that? Mom passes on an X chromosome. Remember, a female is two X chromosomes. A male is an X and a Y. So a woman only passes on an X, and a husband or a man can pass on an X or a Y, and whichever he passes on will determine the gender. Two X's equals a little girl. X and a Y equals a little bitty boy. I just want to say this right quick. I think our world would be in a better place, and I think we would not be so confused, and we would not be trying to change everything about ourselves. We would not be trying to transition into something that we're not. If fathers were absent, if fathers were present in the home, and if a father taught a little girl, you're a little girl, and that's the way God created you before you were in your mother's womb, God formed you. And if a father showed a little boy how to be tough and how to be a boy, and if fathers came back in their homes and started teaching their children that, we wouldn't have the confusion in the world that we have nowadays. Now, we all have things that are passed down to us from our father. Some of those things are good. Some of those things, unfortunately, are not so good. Maybe they're a detriment to us. But I wanted to declare something to you right now that, you know what, I want to declare something. Don't you look at me. Look, look, look. I don't care who you are. I don't care what age you are, what color you are, married, single, high school, college, elementary. If you're 80 years old, I want you to know something. Today, you have a choice to make right now. You have a choice to make right now. For some of you, I believe this with all my heart, and I've been praying into this all week long. For some of you, your life is about to change today. Your life is about to forever be changed by the choice that you're going to make in the next 10 to 15 minutes of your life. The choice is this. You can use the experience and the inheritance that you got from your earthly father to take you down or to leave you where you are. Or you can use it to say, I'm going to learn from my father's shortcomings and I'm going to learn to make them better and elevate me in life. Can I just preach to you? Because some of you men, you've been living all your life saying, I'm just like my dad. I can't help the way that I am. This is the way I'm going to be. I'm just angry. You don't know what I've been through. I can't do any better. You have bought the life. 
lie of the enemy and you've allowed your earthly father to determine how far you're going to go in life and how good of a father you should be. Today is the day that you should make a choice and say, I am not determined by the DNA of my earthly father. I have been adopted in the family of God and now I am determined by the DNA of my heavenly father. Stop making excuses. It's time, men, stop making excuses. You can be better. I can be better. We can do more. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And my prayer is that some of you stop today. You stop making excuses and you choose. Genesis 50, 20 says this. You intended to harm me. But God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Maybe the enemy meant it for evil. And maybe the enemy wanted to hold you down. But God can take things that are bad and turn around and make them good and elevate you because God wants you to be a great father and change the lives of many people. Here's a famous scripture. Romans 8, 28. And we know. That God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes for them. All things work together. Maybe you didn't have a perfect childhood. Maybe your father didn't tell you that he loved you. Maybe your father passed on a bad heart to you. Maybe you never saw your father smile. Maybe you view yourself as no good and negative because of the way your father, but I'm telling you, that can change by one choice. And that choice is mine, and that choice is yours. I want to remind you of one more thing today. How many of you are born-again believers in Jesus Christ? Let me see. Raise your hand. Just shout yes. Born-again believers in Jesus Christ. I don't just attend church. I'm not just a member of this church. I don't just know religious rhetoric. I am born again. The old man is dead. I am a new person alive in Christ Jesus. I was dead in my sin, and God raised me up to life again. And then he adopted me into his family. Watch this, John 3, 35. Jesus replied, I'll tell you the truth. Everybody shout truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Born again. What do you mean? Exclaimed Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and of the spirit. Jesus is not talking about our physical body being born again he's talking us about us being born again in our spirit unfortunately you're stuck with your body until jesus calls you home <laughs> i'm stuck with my body until jesus calls me home i'm not born again in the flesh but i am born again in the spirit of god and here's what i want you to see are you listening to me let me hear you say a good amen now, if you have been born again, born of the Spirit, you have inherited some things now from your Heavenly Father. And the things that you inherit from your Heavenly Father will trump all the negative things that you inherited from your earthly father. God is a good God. We are born again. We cry, Abba, Father. We are adopted into his family now. His blood and his lineage flows through my veins and through your veins. So yeah, I'm a Cochran, always will be, but above being a Cochran, I am a Christian today. I am born again. And some of you men, you need to completely, totally understand this today. You have inherited 
from God the Father. Your heavenly Father has passed down things to you that are great, things that will elevate you, that will help you overcome, and will help you elevate others. Do you understand that? God has given it to you. You have to open your mind, receive it, and then you have to use it. Watch this. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. Throw off your old sinful nature. Some of your sinful nature is a toxic mindset because you're angry and because you're mad and because somebody doesn't agree with you and because things don't go the way you like and because somebody in your family made some bad decisions and now you're upset and your booty hurt and you're on the defensive all the time and dad didn't do you right and granddad didn't do you right. I'm just telling you, that is sinful, y'all. We need to understand the way we think. If we think against the word of God and if we think anti-scripture, that is sinful. And some of us need to throw off our sinful way of thinking right now. Throw off your sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted, can I get a witness, by lust, by deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and renew your attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Did you get that? Your new nature. My new nature. I threw off my old self and I put on the nature of Christ and his spirit is coming in and his spirit is renewing me daily and I am created to be like God, righteous. Look at me, Father, you are more than enough. God has passed his righteousness down to us. Let me give you some more scripture. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. He made him who knew no sin. Jesus never lived. He lived a sinless life, never sinned. And God made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf. So that, listen to me, you sinned and I sinned. You would agree with that? Let me hear you say a good amen. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We couldn't reach God's level. God is a good God. God is a righteous God. God is a holy God. And we are sinful people. And whether we like it or not, the wages of sin are death. And no matter how good a person we are, no matter how a moral person we are, no matter how long we've worked one job or stayed married to one woman, our righteousness is not good enough so that we can be in a good relationship, in a right relationship with our Heavenly Father. The only way we can be in a relationship with the Heavenly Father is through the sacrificial blood of Jesus Christ. And so you know what? You and I owed a debt. We owed a debt to pay for our sins, and we couldn't pay for our sins. But God said, I'm not going to leave them in their sin. God said, I will pay for them. Because remember, in Genesis, God created us, and God loved us, and God wanted to be in union with us. So since we couldn't work our way to God, God sent his only begotten son to die on a cross, to shed the blood, to be the sacrifice that would pay for mine and your sins once and for all. And when Jesus died and shed the blood, you and I came back into relationship with our heavenly father so that's the good news that's the gospel and so god made his son to be sin who didn't know any sin to pay for our sins so that y'all still with me can i hear a good amen so that why did god do that so that we might become the righteousness of god in him we are made righteous by the blood Father, you're made righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ. God has imputed those things into us. He gave us his DNA. And here's what I want to say in closing. How many of you, and you got to look at yourself, have had a bad view of yourself, fathers? A bad view of life, 
a bad view of God, a bad vision. You just, it was distorted. Can I tell you something? God, your father, has passed down new eyes to you where you no longer see the way you used to see, but now you have kingdom goggles and kingdom glasses on, and if you choose to, you can see the world and yourself and your family 2020 right now. God the Father has passed down that. God the Father has passed down a new heart to you. The book of Ezekiel says this, I will take away your old heart, your old heart of stone, and I will give you a new heart of flesh that beats for the glory of God. Would you like to have a new heart, Father? Would you like to have a new heart, Granddad? Ask God, receive it. Let him do that. God, we get our height from our Father. God said, you know what? I want to do exceedingly abundantly. There has entered into your heart how high I want you to go and how much I want to elevate you. No limits. How many know? Come on, men. Help me out here now. God the Father is giving you a smile today. Do I need to get in off this stage and come around there and just get right in your grill and make you smile a little bit today? God the Father, you are, we are, we are capable. You are capable of new things. You are capable. You are. These are things that we inherit from our, our Father. God is creative. You are creative. God is forgiving. You are forgiving. God is loving. You are loving. God is powerful. You and I are powerful. God is more than enough. You are more than enough today. And you inherit those things spiritually from your heavenly Father. Isaiah 64, 8. But now, O Lord. You are our Father. We are the clay, and you are our potter, and all of us are the works of your hand. Connor, y'all come help me close. Father, look at me. You are the work of God's hands. You are God's masterpiece. Formed you, knitted you, made you. And if you're like me, sometimes you get off a little here and off a little there. But I wonder if there's any men in here today that say, you know what? I'm the pot. I'm the clay. God, you're the potter. How many of you need God to come into you right now in a supernatural, spiritual way today? And just soften that old heart just a little bit more. How many of you need God the Father to come in? Give you a little adjustment on your eyesight. Because right now you're seeing everything in such a negative, hateful light. And it's affecting you and your kids and your marriage. How many of you today need God to come in, just give you a hug and smile over you? You're God's creation. Father, you're important. You matter. You change the way we father. You change the world. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. And I'm going to tell you today, we celebrate fatherhood. Yes, I know it always takes a mother too and we're thankful for our mothers and we celebrated our mothers and we celebrated our wives on Mother's Day and I, I realize some of you are single moms in here today and you know what the scripture says that God will be a father to the fatherless and so single mom you know what you just keep raising them kids mom with an absentee father you just keep raising them kids and pointing them to God the father you just step in God will, will he, he'll make up for the lack of their father being there but today I'm gonna tell you something father you are so very valuable you are so way more important than you believe that you really are. Fathers, grandfathers as well. Fathers are the missing piece in our society to keep us on track with the Word of God. 
Make a choice. Make a choice. You can allow what your father did wrong or what your father didn't do. You can allow that to continue to define you. You can allow that to affect how good you're going to lead and how good you're going to love. You continue to use your father as an excuse for your lack. Or you can allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you today. Not in the way of condemnation. God does never condemn us. If you're feeling condemned, you need to know that's from the devil. But the Holy Spirit will convict us. And conviction means it's okay, but you realize you can't keep doing it and you can't stay there. Fathers, will you allow the Holy Spirit to convict you today? And go, you know what, God, I'm not making any more excuses. I'm going to take all that negative and all that stuff that went wrong and I'm going to turn it into positive energy and I'm going to learn from God the Father. Let's choose to go up, fathers. Let's choose to go further. Let's choose to do more. Let us strive to be the best father that we can be. Let's strive to always point our kids to their heavenly father. Strive to always point them to our heavenly father. And I want you to remember this. You are where you are and you have what you have because you have of what you have spiritually inherited from your heavenly father. That's what defines you today. I want us to stand on our feet, sing a song, and then I'm going to come back in a minute and give you an opportunity to let me pray for you in response. So y'all stand on your feet. Let's close with a song of worship. Oh 